Welcome to episode 7 of the Perfectly Circular Rock. A huge spherical rock has mysteriously appeared in the main square of Elkisborn, throwing the town into such a tizzy you wouldn't believe. But believe it, folks, because this is based on a true story, and everything you're about to hear is completely true. It all happened just this way. Every word actually spoken by the characters enacted here. This is the most true fictional audio drama you've ever heard. I'm serious, so pay attention. And here's something that actually happened one day at the site of the perfectly circular rock. Once again, it's your friend, my friend, me! Mo Delon of W-E-L-K. Back at the perfectly circular rock to talk to some more fabulous people. Here's a man with a very brightly colored... Um, what would you call that? What would you like to call it? Well, let my Mo brain work. It looks like a big... Robe? Toga. Dashiki. It is a Dakio. A Dakio? No, that's a heathen garment worn by the hillbillies of Louisiana. Ours is a Dakio. A Dakio. Close enough. Well, it certainly is colorful. It's setting off explosions in my eyes, and we all know how painful that can be, don't we, gang? I noticed you and your friends are in a kind of bowing and uh, praying position. They are not my friends. They are my flock. I am Fabioso, high priest of the consecrated evangelical church of the perfectly circular rock. Oh, are you a kind of religious cult? We are not a cult. What exactly are ya? We are a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. That's actually the definition of a cult. We're not one. We're a recognized religion. A recognized by who? <laughs> You've already noticed our colorful and striking attire, have you not? I have. So if you saw us again in an airport or dark alley, you would recognize us, correct? Yes. There you go. Point taken. And you worship the rock? The perfectly circular rock. Please use its full name, followed by Mama. Mama! Um. Mama! Mama! What are they Mama. chanting? Our chant. Somewhat like Om in a certain Asian cult, this is our meditative homage to the perfectly circular rock. Mama. Mama! Uh. Mama. It's not mama. mama. It's mama. 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 Oh. Mama. 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 Uh, can you ask them mama. to stop? See, mama. we're on the air right now. Mama. When anyone says mama, mama. we all go mama. 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 Okay, well. I'll try not to ever say it again. Uh, tell me, what is it that you believe? We believe in the rock. Mama! Shut up, Lucy. Nobody said mama. Mama! Mama! See what you started? Mama! Flock! Mama! Descend. When you say 
you believe in the rock, the perfectly circular rock, what does that mean? I think it's apparent. It's actually not. It's apparent to us. Let's try this. Are there certain rituals you perform? Any religious rites beside chanting, you know what? Of course. We solicit donations. To help you do good works for the benefit of humankind? Well, if we get enough money to satisfy all of our desires, then sure. It will benefit mankind, mainly because there will be more of us to solicit donations and chant, Mama. Well, that's not really a benefit. Mama! Mama! Good, my little seagulls. Descend. Are there any rules of behavior that you follow? Uh, No dancing, for instance. No rules! None at all. No rules! Unlike other religions, we trust our devotees. They always know what to do and what not to do. What's an example of something they know not to do? No example! No rules! Whatever you can think of, you're allowed to do. So if somebody wanted to uh, commit murder... Get out of their way. I see. No rules! As you said several times now. Well, I think we can wrap this up. And how much would you like to pledge? A check is fine, but we would prefer cash. Our credit card reader is down at the moment. I can't contribute. W-E-L-K, the Big Elk. Won't allow it. But you said you would. You are incorrect, El Fabioso. Atheist? Heathen! Hey, how'd you know my AOL screen name? Contribute or suffer our righteous retribution. And what would that be? Flock, mama him! Mama! 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 mama. I, I suppose I deserve that. Mama! This mama. is Mo Delon signing off from the perfectly circular rock mama. before I'm mamad into mama. total mama. bliss. Mama! Hello, you're listening to WEZTR, Easy Talk 99.0, your calm, sane, alternative alternative for Elgisburn and environs. I am your host, Sinove Olander, here with another in our series of The Rock and the People Who Have Things to Say About It. Once again, our producer, Dave, has booked another fascinating guest. He says, Today we have a renowned, uh, what are you again? A mechanic. A renowned mechanic. Tommy. Renowned mechanic, Tommy. It's great to meet you. Thank you. I've heard so much about you. They say you're cheeky. And you have something to tell us, rock-related? Yeah, so here's the thing. Everybody's calling it a rock, but that's just what they want you to think. That just perpetuates their thing. Calling it a rock just perpetuates their idea, all right? That this is some sort of natural, bloody phenomenon, but we know better. But I I know better, all right? What rock is just going to fall from the sky or appear out of thin air and make no sound? No impact crater, just sitting there, bull shite. You're English? Norwegian on my uncle's side. Not Swedish, Norwegian. But you're using some English phrases like bullshite. Because I, I didn't know you could say bullshit. You can't. Maybe I'll get fired. 
If there's a God. But listen to me. This is the point. It's watching us. It's listening to us. They're listening to this right now. Well, I hope everybody's listening to WEZTR, Easy Talk 99.0. No, but the point is that I... Yes, exactly. What is your point, Tommy? They're listening to us, collecting data. I don't know what they're going to use it for. How do you know this? I'm a mechanic, a car mechanic. Yeah, I'm going to need more than that. I diagnose things. I'm a, I'm a really good mechanic, which means I have great uh, diagnosing skills, and I have to be observant and notice things. All those are traits that help me uh, notice and diagnose things, which leads me to my present conclusions and convictions about the rock. Yeah, sure. Carry on. Okay, now, now think. Diagnose. This is a small town, and this guy who found the rock, this Leroy... I don't think Leroy found the rock. That's what I've heard. That's the word out on the, uh, in the garage, you know? So it has garage cred. So this Leroy, supposedly he's from this town, but... I know he is. I've got one of his buttons. Yes, but... Where's your button? I don't have one. Now that's a little suspicious. No, the point is nobody knows him. Nobody has seen him before. I saw him when I bought the button. I mean... Before the rock came. No one saw him before the rock came. Well, he had no buttons to sell then. The point is, I think he's a plant. Oh, like a ficus? I'm not sure what that is. I I mean, he discovered the rock. That's your first piece of evidence. Now, the rock seems smooth, but there could be an entrance into it. And you've inspected the rock closely. Yeah. I mean, I can see it from the roof of my apartment. Yeah, what I do is I go up there after work with my packet of Swiss cheese and just chill and, like, drink Coke and keep the tabs on it. And I'm pretty sure, because I haven't seen anybody go into it, that the entrance is from a tube under the ground. And we're out of time. I'm just getting started. Oh, I know that. That's Tommy the Mechanic, everybody. Tomorrow, our guest, Daisy McLean will explain how the rock was once a tiny pebble in her ear. Hmm, that's good radio. With all the attention that this rock has presumably brought to El Gisborne, has there been much growth, such as a new housing development, you may ask? Sure, you wanted to ask that. Karen, it'll be fine. I know, I'm just nervous. Everybody is nervous their first time. Well, I wasn't nervous then. What are you talking about? The first time I had sex, I was really relaxed. I had just had a massage and... Oh, you meant because this is the first time I'm going to evict somebody. Yes. Now I'm nervous about that. I know, but you'll get through it. Then you'll be fine. You'll be doing five, six a day, no problem. I still feel kind of bad. Don't. Remember, you're doing these people a favor. There are going to be new, luxurious, and expensive homes built here. The people who live here couldn't afford that. They'd go broke trying to pay for it. So I'm doing a good thing. Absolutely. Well, here we are. Oh my god, is this the one? Is this the right house? Yep, number 48. Knock them dead. Or should I say, knock them right out of their house. You're not coming with me? No, got my own evicts to do. Call an Uber when you're done. Uh, Okay. Yep, this is the one, number 48. 
I guess I better walk up the stairs now. Oh, what a cute gnome. He's fishing. That's so sweet. What a sweet... God, Karen, just walk up the stairs and knock on the door. Oh, Karen, stop talking to yourself. You know it makes people think you're crazy. You know that's why Brad left you and why Olivia left you and why your dog ran away. Okay, I'm fine. God, what did I get myself into? You're so stupid, Karen. Who goes to school for social work? The person who now needs to take the first job she can find? Okay, walk up the steps and knock. Oh, a little piece of their step is chipped off. I wonder what happened there. They could really use a paint job as well. Maybe I could offer to paint it for them. Karen? Good Lord, Karen, pull yourself together. I wonder what kind of people they are. They don't appear to be too wealthy. Oh my goodness, what if they're dirt poor? What if I'm evicting a dirt poor family? Be woke, Karen, we know how gentrification works. This is just part of your job. You're just doing your job. And you didn't know when you went to college and got an internship that you would be here kicking a poor downtrodden family out of their home. What are their names? Robert and Miranda Jackson. Oh goodness, now they have names. Now it's real. I'll just call them Mr. and Mrs. Jackson, or should I put Mrs. Jackson first? What if they don't describe to normative gender pronouns? I'll just start with hi and then move on to the weather or something. Everyone can talk about the weather, right? Of course they can, Karen. It's like the universal icebreaker. The official face of small talk is the weather. Making a comment about the weather is basically like telling them how incredibly miserable you are at the beginning of an in-depth conversation. If you say, I didn't expect it to be so windy today, you might as well just plaster on your forehead what I actually want to talk about. You may judge me for so... No, don't mention the weather. Just say, hi. Hello, Jacksons, how to do? No. Fuck's sake. Hey there! No. Uh, hi! Who has two thumbs and is here to evict you? Uh, oh, goodness gracious, Karen. Just knock. Just knock. Knock already, damn it. Just knock. Knock. One, two, three. Nobody here. Oh, well. Oh, hello. Yep. Can I help you, dear? Yeah. Is everything all right? I... Didn't expect it to be so windy today. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you... Who is it, Bug? Oh. Listen, we don't want any Girl Scout cookies. Last year, those Thin Mints put me in a size 42, and I just got down to a 38 last July, so thank you, but no. However, if you got any tag-alongs... She's I... obviously not a Girl Scout. Well, who is she? Well, we were just getting to that. It's okay. What's your name, dear? It's Angela. <gasps> nice to meet you, dear. How can uh, we... Wow. Oh, my goodness. That was a lie. My name is Karen. Okay. Karen. Well, how can we help you? Yeah. What are you selling, if not cookies? I don't know why I said my name was Angela. I'm really sorry about that. I don't think she's selling anything, Bob. You're not selling anything, are you, dear? I don't even know anyone named Angela. There's something you want to tell us that's very difficult. <gasps> Are you here from the Homeowner Society? The mortgage office. You have a difficult piece of information to convey, but you're not quite sure how you feel about it. You're conflicted. How does that make you feel, dear? Would you like to come inside? I think there was a girl in my kindergarten class named Angelica. Don't use your child psychology crap on her. That's why she's gone mute. Or maybe it was Susan. It is not crap. It's medical practice. After 30 years of marriage, I'd expect a little more understanding here, Bob. A young woman shows up on our stoop incapable of forming real sentences or engaging in interactions. You'd think you might be a little understanding. Just a little more understanding could go a long way, Bob. You should let me do my job. 
I understand just fine, but you don't even know this girl. She gave us a fake name. She could be here to burn the place down. It was definitely Susan, or Susie. Well, that's kind of the same name, isn't it? She's not here to burn the house down. You're always worried about fire, or something blowing up, or the world ending. I'm just trying to help this young lady out, that's all. Just a little understanding, Bob. You're not even a real doctor. Susie! It was Susie. So it all comes out! You finally have the guts to say it. You don't respect me, or the work I do. Or are you just jealous because I'm still at work while you're retired? I'm sorry you feel insecure and inadequate, Bob, but that is no reason to take it out on Angela here. Uh, my name is Karen. I do not feel inadequate, Miranda. Is there something we need to talk about, Miranda? How does that make you feel? Karen! Oh, you are absolutely impossible! I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this slightly odd situation with Angela the best way I know how. And you have to make this about the plague, or Girl Scout cookies, or my validity. You invalidated me! <laughs> you called me inadequate? Are you feeling insecure because of the weight? Is that why you brought up the cookies? Don't you dare, woman. I'm warning you. Don't you dare make this about my weight. You look at those cookies, too. This is not about the cookies. My name is Karen. You know, we never fought like this until that stupid rock showed up. Oh, no, mister. Don't you dare make this about the rock. You blame everything on the rock. Stop changing the subject and confront the situation the at hand. Rock. I'm not changing the subject. The situation is the rock. We never fought until the rock showed up. No, oh, I think the rock just opened the door. We fought. He just drove a gaping wedge in the fight that you had previously ignored. You can't ignore a gaping wedge, Bob. Yes, that's exactly it. It's the rock. Because the rock has formed such a gaping wedge in the middle of town, it has forced the city to take action. The city government has decided because of the influx of new people, well, the possibility of the influx of new people, to rezone this area and build luxury condominiums and townhouses. So everyone has to move. What? what? Yes, so I was tasked with coming over here to tell you that you are being evicted and you have to be out by tomorrow evening at 5 p.m. I'm terribly sorry, oh. but as it is, we all have to make accommodations. Having a giant rock drop in the middle of your town overnight sort of changes things. It tends to drive wedges all over the place, sort of like your relationship. So we all have to make concessions, and yours is moving everything out of your house by tomorrow for the demolition to begin. The Office of Housing and Better Living thanks you for your cooperation and your time. Fuck yes! You did it, Karen. Oh, my God. Shoot. Oh, my God. And I just remembered... I have a tag-along in my purse. Now we return to our detective, Slam Hammer, still trying to solve the mystery of the rock. Following a solid and trustworthy tip from the surly Helga, Slam goes to W-E-Z-T-R to talk to the fabulous Sonove Olander. I'm looking for... You're late. Late for what? I'm here to see Sonove Olander. I know. You're Rebecca Nybergesen, right? No, I'm... You're late. Go on in. Wait. In. And my other favorite cat is... And my guest has finally arrived. Only 42 minutes late. Have a seat, Miss Nybergesen. I'm not. You'll need to put on your headphones. Oh, all right. Thank you. But I'm here to talk I about... I know what you're here to talk about. It's on my card here. You say that since the perfectly circular rock appeared, 
You've been having odd gynecological problems. What are you talking about? My name is obviously not Rebecca, and I'm obviously not a woman. What do you mean by obviously? Obviously, I mean... Do not think for a second, Ms. Nybergson, that I make assumptions about people based on the way they appear to conform to stereotypical gender normative patterns of dress, voice, and beard stubble. Do you know a dog named Oscar? I loathe dogs. I think you're lying. I think you're a woman. You really don't know any dogs? I once had a slight affection for Elasa Opso, but only because she looked like a cat. Damn it! Helga did it again. I'm a patsy. I'm fine calling you patsy, if that conforms to whatever gender you conform to. My name is Slam Hammer. I'm 100% grade A man beef, and I'm out of here. Let me go! You need to take off your headphones. Oh, right. And that was either Rebecca or Patsy, and she was obviously uncomfortable talking about her gynecological issues, which I had warned Dave that she probably would be. So now let's crawl back to sanity with this recording by Izaku Hai-Hai of a dove sleeping. Oh, no! Helga has thrown Slam another bun's deer! Will Slamhammer ever be able to solve the rock mystery? Will Helga ever tell him the truth? Is the final episode coming up soon? Not soon enough, boys and girls, but tune into the next episode anyway.